It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! I've <laughs> been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> I got some things to say. Dying, but uh. hey, we all are. <laughs> Good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming the morning side hub. Completely loving, socially awkward, and decidedly Christian. We are a Back Row morning show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com. On today's show, why is Pizza Hut rehashing the same thing over and over again? And we dive into a deeper topic six groups most likely to skip church. Hmm. But first, it is March 24th, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And we got a holiday to celebrate. Ooh, okay. Hey. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to jump right in. Every March 24th, America pays tribute to one of the all-time classic sandwiches, the cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. Much like National Liberty itself, the cheesesteak is elegant, necessary, Pure and was born in Philadelphia. The cheesesteak <laughs> rose from humble beginnings in South Philly to the cultural icon it is today, safely secure in the Sandwich Hall of Fame. Eat em. Huh? Eat? Oh, sorry, <laughs> I celebrate. That part. Skip that part. <laughs> okay. Eat one. They're good. Um, I have, okay. I've only had a couple really good Philly cheesesteaks in my life. But none of them have been from Philly. Guess what? Which is what I really want. Guess what? What? No, you actually, you will get a true cheesesteak when you go to D.C. I'm not going to D.C. New York. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I said D.C. So they have a good Even in my head, in, I'm in like New York. New York, but I said D.C. If, if we get to go to New York, who oh. knows what's going to happen with this stuff. Fooey. It'll be done by then. I don't know. I don't know what the world has against us trying to go on vacation. <laughs> Last year, the dang hurricanes. Every time, it's all Matt's fault. We <laughs> figured a, it out. Now a global pandemic. We have figured it out. <laughs> okay, so they got a good one. Do you have like a certain recommendation, a place? No. Okay. Sorry. Well, but yeah. it's just that whole northeastern okay, area. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that extended beyond Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Good. Because I want a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, man. I watch like those man versus food shows, mm-hmm. you know, where they go around and they get just, it's, you know, none of the health food. It's all these big, greasy, terrible for you things. Yeah. And I've seen several like cheesesteaks. I'm like, golly, I really want one. Yeah. <laughs> Never. It's like that and official New York style pizza from New York. Those mm-hmm. are the two things I really want to try, <laughs> which I already know where we're going for the pizza and I'm excited. Uh, but <laughs> Matt had the head bob and everything for that one. So with the coronavirus thing, as we were talking about yesterday, we went through all the, the negatives and stuff. But today we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, it's Good News Tuesday or Tuesday Good News Day. Sorry. And we're going to share a couple uh, semi-inspiring things that are going on. Cool. Right now. And they all kind of have to do with Christmas. What? Bringing, bringing that, it's Christmas. This is, this is officially the earliest in a year where Christmas has started. Yeah. 
<laughs> it is March 24th, and you are going to start seeing houses with their Christmas lights back up mm-hmm. or still up if they haven't taken them down. <laughs> There's no judgment here at this spread, point. Yeah, to spread cheer. Yeah. Amidst the coronavirus. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, let, let me read the story here. Uh, in the midst of a global pandemic, people are looking on the bright side of life, literally, as COVID-19 continues to spread and the need for social, social distancing increases. Twitter users are calling for people to put their Christmas lights back up. With school and work closing, restaurants shutting down and even being uh, and events being canceled, many people are feeling the scary effects of the coronavirus. And for parents with kids home from school for an indefinite period, the need for a light at the end of the tunnel is especially significant, which is why a call to get the Christmas lights back out is taking the internet by storm. Isn't that interesting? It is. Uh, I love the idea. I love Christmas. That's always my big uh, excuse for letting the world get away with starting Christmas in September. Mm -hmm. Like, look, years are tough. By the end of the year, people want to get to Christmas as much as possible because it makes them feel better. Yeah. That's essentially it. And this is great. And uh, not not to be outdone with that, Hallmark is jumping on the bandwagon mm-hmm. by <laughs> planning a Christmas movie marathon for people as they self-quarantine. Uh, they had one, I believe, last Friday. Yeah. They had one last Sunday. Uh, uh, and... I believe they're going to keep doing this throughout the time. So they've already had two Christmas movie marathons. Really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. It went all weekend. It started on Friday and it ended on Sunday. But uh, but yeah, the plans are to do another one. It's really neat. Uh, neat idea. Because it does take you out of the current situation. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Gives you that bit of uh, hope. You know? Yeah. And, and love and kind of community sense, even though we can't be in a community. Because that is a lot of what Christmas lights do. And Christmas in general. Even if you're not together with a bunch of people. When you go around and you see all the lights and you feel all the feelings and the nostalgia from when you were a kid and all that. It gives you that that uh, communal feeling. Mm-hmm. Even when you're by yourself. Yeah. Which is a, a, a weird phenomenon when you really start thinking about it. Yeah. But... Uh, welcome, definitely, Yeah. in this time. Are you going to put your Christmas lights back up? Is I your tree still up? No. <laughs> no. I will say that I woke up the other morning, and, you know, it's here in Clovis, it's been pretty gloomy the last week or so. A lot of rain. Yeah. Um, more so, like, than what it typically is this time of year. And so I woke up the other morning and it was pretty dark in the house and I instantly felt like that tingle of it feels like Christmas. It feels mm-hmm. like... Yeah, there have been a couple days that it... You know what I yeah. mean? It feels like I should be walking out to my Christmas tree in the living room, but I'm not. <laughs> and so it was in that instance that I was like, okay, I, I can kind of get behind the whole Christmas lights thing. I don't want to have to go through the headache of putting up Christmas lights again. <laughs> right. It does feel like we just got them down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... So, but something else that I have seen taking over is um, people doing, like, hearts in their windows mm. or um, a chalk your walk 
So Mm. because we're still encouraged to get outside. And, you know, one of the things, one of the biggest things that can combat any sickness is sunshine and fresh air, you know. And so we are still encouraged, even though we're supposed to be kind of social distancing and whatnot, we're encouraged to get outside and walk and exercise and, and stay healthy in that manner. So I've seen people chalking their sidewalk with encouraging messages or just pictures so that as you're walking through your neighborhood or you know going from store to store whatever you have that encouragement so I have thought I'm gonna have the kids go out and we've got a really long sidewalk because we live on a a corner lot oh right so we have that really long sidewalk on the side I thought you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna have them go out there and just (laughs) chalk our whole sidewalk and maybe we'll go through the neighborhood and start chalking people's sidewalks for them (laughs) You know, that's a yeah, way of doing I mean, graffiti and not getting in trouble. So. <laughs> Frankly, you got a lot of time. We all you have know? a lot of time to kill now. We do. Um, especially with no more sports. <laughs> every every sport except for wrestling. Which is, is weird to me. Which, yeah. Have you have you seen how they're doing wrestling right now? I have. Topher, <laughs> what, early earlier last week. What was it? Raw? Probably Raw or SmackDown, yeah. Um, yeah, he's the whole week leading up to it though, Matt, I have to tell you, Chris and I were both like, Tof, they're probably gonna cancel it. Right. They can't have big <laughs> gatherings of people, you know, this and that, blah blah blah. And Tofer's like, They can't cancel. They can't. They're not gonna cancel it, guys. It's almost WrestleMania. They yeah. cannot ca- I'm the same I'm in the same boat. They can't cancel, right? What Tofer's like, do? You have no idea what you're talking about. Stop being stupid. Um so we turn it on. It was actually the night that the Mercers came over and oh, had yeah. dinner with us. And so even as we're turning it on, Matt is telling Topher, buddy, they're probably, it's probably canceled. I'm, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that it's canceled. And Topher, I can see him rolling his eyes in his head. Like, these adults in this house are so dumb. They don't know what they're talking about. And sure enough, turns it on. And they're wrestling to no one. Right. A completely an empty, empty arena. Yeah. Now, they didn't go to arena. They did it in the uh, WWE Performance Center, which is where they train uh, people. And they have one, like, small arena area set up for a full performance okay. uh, area. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're doing it with a very small crew, very small number of superstars each show. Uh, you could tell that they had Triple H, who used to be a really big wrestler, now is like the second in command of the whole company. He actually came out and did commentary and even used the camera at one point. And they kind of made it fun in that uh, they're joking about the fact that there's nobody there most of the time. Yeah. Because the people are still coming out to their entrances. And one came out and, you know, they're like playing to the crowd like they normally do with their arms open and all that. And Triple H from the announcer's desk is just yelling, what are you doing? There's nobody here. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's really, it was really, and it was the highest rate, it was a SmackDown. It was the highest rated SmackDown since they moved to Fox and barely anything happened. Yeah. They played a lot of replays, had a few interviews, and I think they did a couple matches. Yep. Um, But... (laughs) And then they got in trouble because normally when you're doing a match, most of the bigger matches, they go to commercial in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And it's in front of a live audience. So that match continues. Well, apparently in a couple international markets, they do a picture in picture thing where they keep the cameras going uh, in the bottom corner. So still showing you the match while, while doing the commercial the commercial. playing most yeah. of the screen. Well, apparently they just kind of stopped wrestling when the cameras went off. And then just kind of went to their corner and they're talking. Laughing, joking around, 
and everyone's watching that, and then they're getting wrapped to commercial, and they're like, all right, let me get back into it before the commercial break ends. <laughs> it's very interesting. It's a weird time, but the weirdest thing is WrestleMania. WrestleMania has happened every single year for the past, uh, I think, almost 30 years or over 30 years, a long time. Okay. And it's always been this giant thing. Right. And they're like, how can we not have WrestleMania? Worst of all, it's scheduled in Florida, which is one of the first states to just kind of close everything down. Yeah. And like, how, how can we not have WrestleMania? We can't not have WrestleMania, especially not in front of a crowd. We can't have this, not have the big spectacle of everything. Yeah. What are we going to do? And so what they have decided to do is so strange is that they're also going to do WrestleMania from the Performance Center, the small, tiny venue with no crowd. Hmm. And they're splitting it up into two nights to keep as few people as possible in the building at the same time. Huh. So they're going to start on Saturday night and have like a... I guess a two and a half, three hour thing Saturday night, and then a two and a half, three hour thing Sunday night with no crowd. Interesting. And they're all going to be actual matches, so there's not going to be like interviews and and uh, you know replays. And in fact, they might actually record this thing in advance, but it's still going to be in front of nobody. Hmm. And that's never happened before, and it's very strange. It's also very strange that they just don't cancel for a little while. Mm. <laughs> I just, why not? Yeah. Why not postpone WrestleMania a few months? Right. And then do it upright. Yeah. You know? But they're not going to do that. They're going to keep going. Chain can, chain. Change chain. can be good, guys. On the chain. Let's embrace it. <laughs> but I tell you what, though. It is so weird and so out of ordinary. Out of the ordinary. They still might get more viewers for this WrestleMania than any in the Oh, past. I'm sure. Yeah. Just the same spectacle as that first SmackDown. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, AEW did the same thing. Just And it's it's awkward because you can tell. You can tell when there is no crowd. You can tell just how much a promo, like them talking on the mic, is actually influenced by the crowd's reaction. Because you can tell some of them just don't know what to do with no re- reactions to like, especially like the bad guys. The yeah. Heels. You know, they expect to be booed. They expect to be yelled at or chants to come their way. And they're just saying all these things and... Nothing. Then they say another thing. Then they try and sound a little arrogant, but it just kind of comes out awkward and weird. And yeah. Yeah. I've never seen Chris Jericho on AWE feel so awkward. I feel like we would be really good at that. (laughs) Just being awkward. That's what we do. (laughs) We don't get any response Every week, exactly. (laughs) All right, well, coming up next, junk food news. We'll... Yep, we'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Uh, Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And we're going to kick off the second hour with five random facts. Five random facts. Mosquitoes are the only creatures responsible for the deaths of more humans than humans themselves. Weird. They are to blame for the coronavirus. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's bats. Oh, oh, another (laughs) blood-sucking creature. (laughs) Um, Ducks were named after the verb duck because of the way they duck their heads underwater while feeding. 
Have you ever thought about that? What came first, the word or the animal? What? That is not what Genesis tells us. <laughs> you think Adam actually named it a duck? Maybe. <laughs> they didn't name it in English. You don't know that. <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> Sorry, you're absolutely right. King James English. That's what we've spoken since the beginning. <laughs> Gosh. <sighs> My whole life is a lie. Uh, it's uh, impossible for us to imagine colors we have never seen before. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? The other color thing that freaks me out is that there is no way for us to tell if we're seeing the same color when we're talking about a certain color. That cup you might have is is red, and you will say it's red. But there's no way to tell that what I'm seeing isn't actually blue. But I've been accustomed to know that the color I'm seeing is red. We can't, there's no way to figure it out. You can't point to something else as it look like this blue thing. Because that's a different color to me, maybe. You know? There's absolutely no way to know that we're all seeing the same We leave for a month and come back. (laughs) And I don't don't like the new map. (laughs) I don't like thinking this deeply. Don't. You have been in quarantine too long. live my life in quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) If you were to die in space, your body would not decompose since there's no oxygen. You would simply be mummified. You also wouldn't explode like a lot of science fiction has shown. Like you expand and explode. That doesn't happen either. (laughs) And finally, the last letter to be added to the English alphabet was J. I'm not happy with these five random facts today. (laughs) These have thrown my whole life akimbo. They really have. (laughs) Don't. I I, I just don't. Well, it is Tuesday Junk Foods Day. And this segment has become so large that I have given it its own hour. So here we go, everybody. Uh, Now, this most of this list was written to be recorded three weeks ago when... Uh, Mo last minute had to cancel, and so that was my fault. Some of this Sorry. might be out already, but it's still new, so we can talk about it. So here's some of the newest junk food to be announced or spotted in stores. Of course, we talked about Sprite Ginger and Sprite Ginger Zero. Uh, that is out in stores. It's been there for a couple weeks now. Uh, Have I'm, you had one yet? I haven't had one yet, but that's like going to the store today, getting it. I'm ready to try it. So I had the Sprite ginger. Yeah. And it's slightly overwhelming with the ginger. Really? But it's good. See, I've heard the opposite, that the ginger kind of gets muted by the Sprite taste. I don't know who's drinking it. Huh. But it's it's just a little more ginger than like what I'm used to with a ginger ale. It's Canada. more than a ginger? Yes. Wow. And, and okay. Uh, thanks to your stupid five random facts there, I'm thinking a little more deeply now. Um, it Maybe it's because I see a Sprite and I'm not anticipating all the ginger that mm. I'm getting. So maybe to someone who's just anticipating a ginger ale, a ginger drink, they're getting more of the Sprite taste and I'm 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you drink more Sprite than ginger ale as a person? Yes, I do. Because that might affect it too. Like if you're a heavier Sprite drinker, then the Sprite might come across muted because you're tasting the other flavor. Only fountain Sprites. Yeah, they're the best ones. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Pepper and cream soda. Um, this was not on the list. Yeah, I added this one. <sighs> it's one of my things that I love, you jerk. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about it later. Uh, <laughs> um, supposedly coming out this week, it might already be out in most stores. Uh, Mountain Dew Baja Blast is returning to stores, but... Uh, new this year is supposed to be a zero sugar version, hmm. which has me excited. Yeah. Because they have that at the at Taco Bell right. already. And that's the main reason I keep going to Taco Bell at Ugh. all. Uh, but <laughs> to have it at least for the summer to where I could have it whenever I wanted, I'd be very excited. Uh, so I'm hoping to find that at the store today, mm-hmm. too. Uh, Lay's Red Hot Hot Sauce Flavored chips i saw these in the store the other day oh yeah and i walked right past them yeah no thank you they have come back out with the uh the crispy taco flavored yes i bought a bag of those those are dang good are they Mm -hmm. i wondered they taste they they taste like a legitimate taco it's not like uh the doritos tacos where it's like taco-esque yeah uh but kicked up you know this this you really taste like the the lettuce, the cheddar, the meat, taco seasoning. Interesting. It's a, it's, it's not overpowering. It's a very muted. It's like biting into a taco. It's really hmm. good. I like it. Heinz has continued their weird sauce mashups mm-hmm. with mayo racha, mayonnaise, and sriracha. I, ha- I kind of wonder about this. I wonder if it's going to be less of an impact. With just regular sriracha. I wonder if the mayo... Mutes the... Yeah. The heat? Yeah. Yeah, possible. I bet that's one of the reasons people do that on their own. Probably. Uh, I'm not a fan of mixing sauces together. I'm no. also not a fan of most sauces in general. But, like, my wife and and uh, oldest will, like, mix their ketchup and mustard together. They'll mix mayonnaise and barbecue sauce. and I'm like, You know what? you can buy... What are you doing? <laughs> How do you say it? Mayo chew? Mayo chip. Oh, mayo q. Yeah, mayo q. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that too. Uh, they have mayo chup though as well, which that one makes sense. Yeah. It it makes sense for fry based things mm-hmm. because that's what they did in Germany, right? Like mayo is the number one condiment for fries in Germany, mm-hmm. isn't it? Uh, but it's ketchup here. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get some of them. Some of them just seem weird. Yeah. To me. Like I, why 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 do we need an exclusive bottle of this? Why can't we just continue to mix it on our own? Because people are lazy. <laughs> it's like the Smuckers thing, isn't that what you said? You you can only if you're gonna have jelly peanut butter and jelly, you can only have it in the goober. The goober. Okay, well that's I've it. come to find out that's made by Smuckers and Jif is made by Smuckers, so it is Jif peanut butter in there too. I found that out. I'm like so. You so you I were bashing like my goober. I should like it. So it might just be the ratio that I don't like. Maybe I might like you more, more peanut ge- butter. To, oh, I thought you were going to say more jelly. No, I'm a more peanut butter, light jelly oh, okay. kind of guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up for Easter, a Peeps decorating kit. 
It's a sleeve of peeps with an icing pin and candy accessories like bows, flip-flops, mustaches, lips, and sunglasses. Listen, no matter what you do, <laughs> peeps are still going to be disgusting. They are awful, aren't they? Yes, they're, they're the so worst. Bad. How did we ever like them as kids? I was watching a live <sighs> PD episode a couple weeks ago, and there was a guy on there talking about peeps. Like, he was going on and on and on about how much he loves peeps and the fluffiness and the Ooh. marshmallow and this Ooh. and that. And the cop is like, I can't find anything on this guy. I'm, I'm going to let him go. But I'm kind of concerned with his, his love for peeps. Like, that... That alone in itself is enough for me to say it's a crime. There are no drugs. There are 57 boxes of peeps. Right? And I'm not brave enough to eat one to see if it has drugs in it. Let's just let him go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Pringles coming out with a Parmesan and roasted garlic chip. I'm all about this. See, Pringles are hit and miss for me with their newer flavors. Yeah. Like their standard that have been around for since I was a kid, the barbecue, the the pizza flavor I like. Cheddar. Cheddar, yeah, that's all right. Sour cream and onions good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it gets a little heavy on the flavoring. Yeah. Depends on the can, I guess. But like they're they came out with those max the crunch ones. Yes. I didn't like any of those. I don't like those, but I feel like the chip is different. It is different, yeah. So also the I, tortilla chip version. Yeah, I don't like those. Those are garbage. Yeah. And then some of their flavors. Just are are a bit off. I've never liked their salt and vinegar. I just don't think it works that well with. I'm the, offended with the crisp version. I'm offended. On a normal chip, yeah, Pringles, not so much. Super offended. But I want to know how Lay's stacks are still around. Someone explain to me how Lay's Lay's stacks are still a thing. Nobody wants those. Nobody's buying Lay's stacks. I bet you a bunch of people are now. <laughs> Right. All the Pringles are gone. Gotta buy the Lay's. <laughs> uh, but I, but Pringle, uh, but uh, Parmesan and roasted garlic, though, those th- that is a flavor combination that I do like. Mm-hmm. So I might be willing to give it a shot. I'm all about it. Uh, so Walmart, I don't know if they're still selling this. They might not be since this was from a couple weeks ago, but it is interesting enough to at least share. Walmart.com, exclusively the online store, was selling an Oreo What's Your Stuff box. This included a full package of every stuff level of Oreos. The thins, the original, the double stuff, the mega stuff, and that most stuff Oreo. That gi- giant thing. Uh, and it also came with an exclusive Oreo t-shirt. I have tried all of these. I think the most stuff is less cloyingly sweet than the mega stuff. The really? Size lower. Really? I don't know why. Okay, because just recently, like in the last few weeks, since our last recording, we had the mega stuff. Yeah, Chris, which is around all the time. Yeah, Chris accidentally bought it. And of course... I had to have a couple. Yeah. But as I'm eating them, I'm like, I can't do this. It is too it's sweet. It's sweet, yeah. It makes me sick. And like, even the thought of one right now <laughs> is kind of making me a little bit nauseous. So that makes me, I, I guess I'm kind of curious now about the most stuff. Now, if you're I saying it's yeah, not I mean, I only sweet. Had it, I only had it the one time, but I just remember expecting it to be even sweeter and going, oh, no, this is pretty good. Okay. I don't know if they lessened up on the sugar for the most stuff to 
make the calories seem a little better or right. something. I don't know. I didn't doesn't do any didn't do any research. It might have be just my tongue was off that day. Yeah. Who knows? But I found it much more enjoyable than the huh. mega stuff. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, Finding Nemo ice cream has come out. It's a coral reef orange and cream. Ice All cream. about it. Orange sherbet mixed with vanilla ice cream and little chocolate fishies. I'll give the chocolate fishies to my kids, but I am all about Sounds some. Sounds good, though, yeah, right? Oh, it, that is my favorite flavor combination, <laughs> hands down. Uh, Honey Bunches of Oats has come out, has come out with a frosted version, hmm. which... Sounds fantastic to me. Just like Frosted Flakes, but honey bunch of oats. But with bunches of oats in yeah. there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. Okay. This is something that I'm booing. Okay. Uh, so you know those little individual packs of chips that they come out with? They've come out with an all Doritos mix. Okay. That has nacho, cool ranch, flaming hot nacho, spicy nacho, and spicy sweet chili. And I am... I'm upset with it because there are so many flavors of Doritos from over the years. Why on earth would three of them in here be not Three of the five. And three of them be spicy based. Yeah. There should be a taco version in there somewhere. There should be a plain version in there. They're just their toasted corn. Mm-hmm. There, there's so many choices. I'm, I'm with you on to, that one. To variety up this thing. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm definitely geared towards somebody who has a more heat yeah. related palette. Yeah. I would be all about this if they kicked out all the heat related ones and yeah. just did some of the fun flavors. Yeah. So boo, boo on you, Doritos. Uh, <laughs> it is, of course, still Lent. Everyone's forgotten about that amid all this coronavirus stuff, but it is Lent, which means all the fast food places are pushing their fish sandwiches. Their fish options and White Castle, known for their slider burgers, mm-hmm. has come out with a slider fish sandwich, which uh, doesn't actually look all that bad. I'm not a fish sandwich kind of guy, but I would definitely prefer like a thinner fish patty mm-hmm. as opposed to like the filet of fish, yeah. the giant square, almost a cube of fish. <laughs> and uh, I would try this. I would yeah. try the White Castle fish slider. It looks pretty good. And it's breaded with panko crumbs instead of just like a fried coating, mm-hmm. which is also pretty nice. I'm all about a fish sandwich. Yeah. I wish we could. Ha- I wish we had a White Castle here, too. That's one of the other places I wish we had. I've actually never had area. White Castle except for the frozen the box. Frozen, yeah, yeah, the frozen burgers. Yeah, I've never had that either. Uh, let's see. Ooh, okay. Have you had any of the out, Outshine popsicles? I have. They're fantastic. They're amazing. Oh my gosh. Yep. Best popsicles on the planet. They outshine all the others. They really do. <laughs> well, they have now come out with an Outshine strawberry bar that is dipped halfway in dark chocolate, granola, and cocoa nibs. And so, like, just half of the bar, you get this nice little chocolatey granola treat yeah. on top, which... Also sounds pretty nice. I'm, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And not really all that more unhealthy. Dark chocolate's the more healthier the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Cocoa nibs are actually a pretty decently uh, healthy chocolate alternative. It's not cocoa. Vanilla. It's... Cocoa, whatever. Cake. Cacao. But that's different. It's different than, like, regular chocolate. It is. Yes. Okay. It's, uh, that's okay. what I said, a, a chocolate alternative. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Okay. My bad. In weird 
Weird Burger news. New Zealand Burger Kings have come out with a burger called the Chip Buddy. With uh, french fries, ketchup, and mayo on a sesame seed bun. No burger, Patty. French fries on a bun with condiments. And I thought, this is stupid. Until I thought about our local wiener schnitzel here. Which had a thing, which still has a thing. It's owned by a man named Jim Haley. And for years, they've had a thing called the Haley Special. It's not on the menu, but you can come up and order it. And it is essentially chili cheese fries on a hot dog bun. There's no hot dog. Just fries, chili, and cheese on a hot dog bun. And I'm like, okay. I've had it. It's great. But to me, like, you're getting the chili. So you're getting true. the meat from the chili. True, true. Whereas this bit. is just a, a whole heck of a lot of carbs <laughs> in one. It is a little bit better. You're right. Uh, I don't think I would... I don't think I would try the burger version. It just seems, I mean, you could make that here. Just, you know, order a order a bun, some fries, and use the condiments. You could make that yourself. I don't think it would be great. But uh, get some chili cheese fries on a hot dog bun. You're going to like that. Um, lastly, the last thing I want to talk about, I want to focus on, is Pizza Hut. Uh, when we first wrote this up, Pizza Hut was doing a thing called the Mozzarella Bites Crust Pizza. Which is now, I think, their fourth different kind of we have some sort of cheese thing on the crust that you can eat. It's not pizza. good either. And none of them are great. Yeah. Uh, the original stuffed crust pizza, which used to be a limited time thing and then mm-hmm. they added it to their main menu. And you can get it whenever ago, you want it. Is great. But Most see, of the time. That's the thing. Now that it's like an all the time thing. Sometimes they don't care about yes. it. Yes. <laughs> When they do it right, they have to, there's a, the make or break for me with the stuffed crust from Pizza Hut is whether or not they remember the like butter coating Mm -hmm. they put on it. If they forget it, it's garbage. Exactly. But if they get it on there, it's great. That's the make or break thing. But um, they also have like the cheese bites where the cheese Mm -hmm. crust is filled with like a cheddar mozzarella mix and then they cut it a little bit each and then they twist it around so Mm -hmm. you have these little bites you pull off. Those have been great in the past, but it feels like every time they bring it back, it's done a little bit worse. Yeah. Then they had the uh, cheese, um, like garlic, I don't know, they were garlic bread balls. It was like little, little. The knots, the garlic knots. But they weren't really knots either at the time. Like they still have like the garlic knots, but at, at this point they were just like humps on the mm-hmm. thing that you could take off yeah just rounded balls you could take off filled with cheese though i had that one time and i'm like this is very underwhelming yeah there's very little flavor it's weird mm-hmm. and so now they've actually just what looks like to me just stuck little mozzarella bites two on each crust on each slice why they're not it's not good what's the point they're just rehashing the same idea in different stupid ways mm-hmm. worse ways each time pizza hut when i was a kid used to come out even when i was up to a teenager used to come out with great cool limited time ideas yeah one of them is being used right now which i like and it's their big dipper pizza it's essentially a huge pizza cut into dipping strips and right they give you like four different dipping sauces and it's a 
Very different flavor combination. Very fun. Yeah. I like that one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Other ones that have been really good in the past, they had this double pizza. It was two thin crust pizzas. The bottom one was a thin crust with a, a special tomato sauce and just cheese. And then there was a whole nother normal thin crust pizza with whatever topping you want on the top baked together and it made kind of like this cheese layered sandwich thing it was so dang good it was the best pizza i had ever had up to that point yeah and then the other thing that i remember that i really liked was at one point they came out with this quad pizza it was four it was a large you know you're ordering a large pizza but it was the four square mini pizzas yep each one with its own topping i remember remember that mm-hmm. that was great too especially when you had a bunch of people yep. that like different flavors yep. or if you just wanted to have a couple different flavors uh four different things instead yep. of having to go half and half and that's all you get really neat idea really cool neither one of those has ever been brought back yeah why not why are we just stuck in this endless loop of you trying to put weird cheeses at the end of the crust? Because the loudest dog gets the bone, and it's always the dumbest dog that's yeah. the loudest. But I do have hope, because with this Big Dipper pizza that they've come out of it, it's the start of Pizza Hut bringing back classic specialty pizzas. But we still don't know what's coming next. Yeah. But like each month for the rest of the year, I think, they're supposed to be bringing back a different specialty pizza so i'm hoping to see those other two at some yeah. point that's my hope all right well i'll hope with you is there anything on this list that specifically shouts out to you is it what you're going to try first nope <laughs> thought you were burping <laughs> that was coming up from your gut <laughs> the, the pringles parmesan roasted garlic and the, that ice cream. And the ice cream. The orange and cream. The Finding Nemo Coral Reef orange and cream <laughs> ice cream. Yep. That's pretty much it. Have you seen the Blue Bunny Sundays? Like they're a little, it's not quite a pint, but they're in that kind of size. No. But it comes with like different stuff mixed in. And Mm-mm. those are amazing. They're like 600 calories for one of them, but that's still a lot less than a, a pint of normal ice cream. Yeah. But uh, we've I've had a couple of them. They've got several different like dozen different flavors but they recently came out with a churro one it's got little bits of churro in it oh my gosh yeah it's it's like dolce de leche soft serve ice cream with churros and caramel in there and oh goodness gracious that sounds good all of them i've tried have been fantastic blue bunny loaded sundays i think is what they're called we are a blue bell family (laughs) they're completely different ice creams can yeah um bunnies that light Soft ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. But I just did the Mardi Gras Bluebell ice cream. Ooh, what is that? It's like a cinnamon cake with... That's all that I remember right now. <laughs> it had like a syrup in it. I want to say it was a caramel syrup, but I could be wrong. Is it supposed to mimic like the king... The king cake. King cake? Okay. It was not good. No. No, I barely made it through. a, And I don't get a bowl of ice cream anymore. I get a coffee mug and just... So basically like two scoops in a coffee mug. Yeah. I barely made it through a little mug of, of it. Ugh. And it just... That's a bummer. Super sweet. I don't know. Just not a good flavor combination. Made me really sad. That's a bummer. Yeah. I I tend to stick when it comes to Blue, Blue Bell. I tend to stick with the Great Divide. Yeah. The half vanilla, half chocolate, because yeah. they do those flavors perfectly. Yeah. They're so good. My all-time, 
all-time favorite Bluebell ice cream is the red, white, and Bluebell, which is, it comes out in the summer, and it's blueberry, well, it's vanilla ice cream, and then it has, half of it is mixed with strawberries, and half of it is mixed with blueberries. Really? And it's so good. Does it have the actual fruit in it? Yes. Hmm. I would hate oh, that. Oh, but little pieces. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the it's thing. It's not big chunks? It's not big chunks. Oh, okay. Maybe it's I'd like It's little pieces that are actually doable to where you're not... See, even the thought of having to bite into a piece of frozen fruit is yeah. like... Mm, no, I hate it. That's why I can't do like most Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah, because they put they bigger chunks put of strawberry in there. chunks of strawberry. I know. Why? I'm, I'm with you. There's only one brand that I can remember. I don't even remember what it is, but there's only one brand of Neapolitan I've ever had that just just did the ice cream. Yeah. Just strawberry ice cream, which is all I ever wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do Neapolitan. The best strawberry ice cream that I've ever had where it's not big chunks, it's just the right amount of strawberry pieces is Haagen-Dazs. They, mm. they do a phenomenal strawberry, but, okay. you know, you're going to pay out the wazoo. Right, Haagen-Dazs. Haagen-Dazs money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Coming up next, six groups most likely to skip church. We'll be back at the top of the hour with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And in this hour, we are going to be talking about... Uh, well, okay. This is what inspired me to do this this article. I feel like we we've talked about this before. Uh, kinda. I think because you pointed your finger at me a lot. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> this is all you. Every one of these. Uh, no, I I think the the reason that this has been brought to my mind is that. We're all skipping church right now, pretty much. <laughs> it's a true story. But when we come back, we're going to have some people that we need to reach out to to try and get them to come back. Because this is probably their their uh, greatest dream. It is. <laughs> this is like best case scenario I'm, for so many I'm people. I'm finally at the point where nobody can say anything about me not going to church. Yep. <laughs> I don't have to worry about running off to the bathroom during handshaking time. <laughs> There's no more arguing to get the kids out the door on time. Oh, gracious. Yeah. Uh, the number of Americans who say they don't attend church is at an all-time high. For the first time, three in ten adults say they never attend religious services, according to the General Social Survey. Uh, the number of completely unchurched has doubled in the last decade uh, and a half. Uh, in 20, 2004%, said that they never attended religious services. Today, it's 30%. Now, more than half of Americans have limited contact with a local congregation. Almost 6 in 10, 59%, attend several times a year or less, but not regularly. 42% attend once a month or more, and only 23% actually attend once a week or more. Uh, some mm. demographic groups are more likely to show, or more likely to never show up than others, and that's what we're going to be talking about. We have these six groups. The first group is young adults, uh, which... Stinks. Uh, young people are, are most likely to be skipping Sunday services as 35% of 18 to 34-year-olds say they never attend religious services. Uh, among 35 to 49-year-olds, 32% don't show up. Uh, and those 65 and over, 
27% of them and 50 to 64, 23% of them are less likely to uh, are less likely to never attend services. That's a bit confusing. Sorry, um, but yeah, the the eighteen to 35, 34 year olds, which I kind of understand. We're coming out of that age range, you and I. I know. I, I saw that, and <laughs> we're almost no longer considered young adults. Yeah, that's the 18, 18 to thirty five demographic. That's what pretty much all of America is based on. Every choice, every decision, every ad, every TV show, all that. Everyone cares what 18 to 35-year-olds have to say. Great. Once you're past 35, you're no longer relevant. <laughs> Good to know. But uh, that is the most, one of the most underserved um, age groups, I think, especially in the earlier years there, in churches. Because most churches, especially smaller ones, we just don't know what to do with you. <laughs> you know? Like, you're out of youth group, but you're still a young kid. And... Unless we have like a whole bunch of kids, you know, kids, a whole bunch of people your age, like in that 18 to 25, let's say. Yeah. We're not going to have like a designated small group for you. Yeah. Because we don't have anybody there. Yeah. Nor do we have someone to lead it. You know what I mean? So unless you're in like a bigger church that would have a large group of those, it's really hard to to cater to that specific age group of transitioning from youth to adult. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or if you're in a big college town. Because I remember growing up, the church that I grew up in had a big college mm -hmm. group. But we were 10 minutes from... Right. Everyone was there. Yeah. I get that. So... And that's true. You know, we're we're only 20 minutes from a college town. Yeah. And that's true. When I lived in Portales... Uh, there was plenty of stuff yeah. for us to do and get involved here. But here, 20 minutes away in Clovis, nope. Yeah. Not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had a college and career class here for two years. And that's just because our graduating class here at the church happened to be big. Yeah. Like there was like seven of us all graduating at the same time. So it made sense right. to start one of those groups. But that's not typically the case. Most years we have one, maybe two graduating turning 18, jumping to a college and career kind of age. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Mm-hmm. They haven't had a class for them. So they either go with all the old people or they can go try and stick around with the young group, which it's does weird. happen a lot, but it is weird. Yeah. There, that's that's always a meme you see online of that some old kid or some old uh, guy, mm-hmm. that one kid that sticks around with the youth group. The 27-year-old. volunteer, yeah. quote-unquote. <laughs> I do feel like like an 18 to 27 year range is probably our most missed opportunity mm-hmm. within church because 18 to 34 is still a big age range. Yeah. And I think once you get closer to the 30s, it probably lessens up. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah I would say most in that, probably even in this poll, most that answered no, we don't go to at all would be... In the range you said, 18 yeah. to 25, 27, right yeah. there. Yeah. Because uh, it's, I mean, it's weird for them too. There's also that demographic of those that, well, now I don't have to live at home anymore. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have a mom making me go to church every week. Right. Uh, if you move away and go to college, you don't have accountability really anymore mm-hmm. from any of your church friends or right. church elders or anything like that. And it that. can always be awkward to find a new church oh, and be the Especially new person going. Yeah. At that age. Yep. Yeah. So I understand how that could happen too. 
So the real question is, what do we do to reach to these kids, to reach out to these kids if we don't live in a college town and if we're in a smaller church that doesn't really have a group for it? How do we even do it? Can we? Is there an answer to that that will garner any kind of real results? I don't know. Yeah. I have no answer. But it's definitely something we need to focus on at some point. Yeah. Uh, the next demographic here, the six groups most likely to skip church, are uh, the poor. Uh, the GSS found that lower class, 36%, and working class, 32%, are more likely to skip every Sunday than the middle class, 27%, or the upper class, 24%. Uh, those are those with only a high school diploma. Uh, or less are more likely to never attend church than those who at least attended college. Mm. Some. Uh, I, that honestly surprises me a bit, and I and I don't really understand why that would be the case. I would feel like I have my theory. What's your theory? Um, my theory is that. <sighs> Tithes can be such a big discussion within churches, paying tithes mm. and how much you should pay and and when you should pay, how often you should pay, this and that. And it doesn't even have to be something that's regularly discussed. But when you're when money is tight and when it's something that you have to pinch and save and this and that, and then you hear on a semi-regular basis that you should be giving or you should be tithing, it can become very, um, it can be like a sense of guilt, a huge oh, sense of guilt. Okay. And you don't necessarily want to go and hear all the time yeah. that you should be giving when, when it's hard enough as it is to make ends meet from paycheck to paycheck. Okay. Um, my only thought on the opposite end of why uh, the more financially well-off people would go uh, more regularly. Comes from something that happened with my grandfather. My grandfather was not especially religious at all, but he went to a kind of church every week with a lot of other really rich people Mm. in the community. It was like this. It wasn't an official church. It was a like a devotional meeting setup thing at the local theater here. And I don't know if they still do this on Sunday mornings or not, but they did this. And my dad went a few times with my grandpa. My grandpa wasn't necessarily rich, but he was connected to all these people with the radio station. So that was the reason he went was networking. Mm -hmm. And my dad said, that's why all of them are there. Yeah. It's networking disguised as church. And so I don't know if that's, that could be part of the reason that the numbers are higher for the more financially well-off a networking situation. It's not necessarily that networking is bad within a church. You're supposed to personally network uh, for all this. And a church is a good place. If you're searching for a job, that would be a good place to start. Yeah. Talking to people in businesses that are attached to the church. But when it becomes like the only thing that the church is really accomplishing, <laughs> yeah. that becomes a bad thing. But again, that was really focused on that one specific group of people meeting each week. I don't know how much that would uh, roll into every kind of church situation. But uh, yeah, it's a strange demographic. But yeah, I think you're right. I can't think of another reason why it would keep 
lower classes away other than maybe that pressure to give Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i do feel like lower classes would be more in need and churches are kind of where you go right when you're in need whether that be financially for supplies or just of hope yeah uh or respite Mm -hmm. or anything like that um yeah it is really awkward when you go to a church and that's what they talk about most of the time. Yeah. And truthfully, you could go for a month and hear it just once, but then because the offering gets taken every mm-hmm. single week, you know, it 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 feels pressuresome. Sure. You yeah. know? So Um before our our pastor Pastor Johnny came, we had those offering towers. Mm-hmm. We put them in the back. And people could just drop them in at their leisure. We didn't pass a plate. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted to bring the plate back just because that's what he was used to. So mm-hmm. he brought that back. And it's been going fine. I, I don't think it, we noticed any kind of difference in giving, using it. Uh, but then the coronavirus thing hit. And so the last Sunday that we actually met, he, he said, hey, where are those towers at? <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be passing things around. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. The next demographic, six groups most likely to skip church, unmarried. Uh, almost four in 10 of never married adults say that they never attend church. Divorced and separated are also more likely to skip than married adults. Widowed adults are the least likely to never attend church. And that, all of that makes sense to me. Uh, never married makes sense to me. Because, especially like, I guess, uh, thinking from a guy's perspective anyway, Mm -hmm. because I feel like, I feel like we would have in our brains that churches are for families, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. unless you could find something that's catered towards single people. And even then, which would would be be, weird. Yeah. And even then it would be hard not to see that as some sort of weird dating pool. Yeah, exactly. uh, Uh, I would feel very awkward. If I was a single male adult coming to a church that's full of families, you know, it make me even it make me feel bad. But then continuing with that, divorced and separated, even more so on the awkwardness level. Yeah. Because you never thought you'd be divorced when mm-hmm. you got married. You never thought you'd wind up separated. So you likely feel a sense of a bit of guilt or shame just for existing in that state. Why would you want to risk? Uh, magnifying that by going to a place full of families that, you know, Christians don't want people to get divorced, Mm -hmm. you know, unless it's the extreme circumstance. Yeah, where I may or may not hear a sermon that's talking about how I shouldn't be divorced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then widows, widowed adults being the least likely to never attend also makes perfect sense because that's a completely reverse spectrum. Of these are the people that were committed to marriage and then lost their spouse, and now their church becomes their family. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's uh, that makes sense. I'm not saying it's all right. I'm just I know well, the last thing is, but with the with the first three uh, listed there, I'm not saying that that's the right mindset or that if that happens in churches where they feel shamed or put out, that that's right either. But I do get that that likely happens a lot. Yeah. In churches. Mm-hmm. Do you ever... Never mind. Okay. <laughs> That's going to take us down a long other rabbit hole that could be a whole other show. Okay. 
We'll talk about it later. Got it. Uh, number four, non-Republicans. Oop, here we go. Great. Getting into the, uh, getting into that political spectrum. Uh, one third of political independents and Democrats both uh, say they never attend religious services. By comparison, only twenty percent of Republicans never say they never attend. That's not a dramatic difference. No. But uh, we are talking about the the larger groups, the the most likely two groups, uh, and so in that demographic, it is one of the larger ones. Um, Can I just say what? Surprises me though is that I'm about to sound really ugly. (laughs) Um, It's always a big thing. Like, we shouldn't bring politics into church. You shouldn't tell me how I should vote. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Blah, 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 blah. And it's always geared towards Republicans. But it is very rarely Republicans that are voicing their opinion it's nine times out of ten those on the other end who are having to defend themselves and defend their choices that are the The loudest (laughs) of the bunch so i'd be okay if none of them came (laughs) oh gracious sakes that was ugly you took it you you were doing fine and then you just ramped it up i know now you know um one of the one of the things one of the big things that happened to me when i first uh, got into college um my youth minister was a democrat Mm -hmm. here he was a registered democrat he voted democratic and that's because growing up he would see uh, he would be interpreting the democratic policies as more in line with Jesus for the most part. You know, leaving the hot topic, you know, the homosexuality stuff, the abortion stuff, leaving that aside. When it comes to, like, helping the poor, uh, all that kind of stuff, he didn't see it as a... Like, I guess most Republicans or conservatives see that as, yes, we definitely want to help the poor, but it shouldn't be the government who's forcing us to do it. That should be something that comes out of our own hearts right. and out of our own pockets. Right. But he, he interpreted that as, if we're not going to do it, the government stepping up is the next best thing and certainly more in line with Christ is what his thoughts were. I, when I you know was in high school and then jumped into... Uh, to uh, college those first few years, I was a very heavy in the Republican camp. Very Rush Limbaugh point of view mm-hmm. for a lot of things. And him and I, you know, after I, you know, was out of the youth group for a while, him and I got into a big argument over this, over how Christians, you know, I was arguing Christians should never be Democrats, and he was arguing Christians should only be Democrats. And something very strange happened. We both came to the conclusion we should be neither. <laughs> We're both like, you know what? You're right. Neither of these parties actually have a foothold on Christian values. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I still lean very conservative, but there are a lot of things that, like, Republicans do that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are some things that Democrats do that... I think are fine, mm-hmm. but it's the far left, which everything that you just said, I see as far left people, not just Democrats in general. <laughs> but... Sure, but I I know a, a lot of far left people, so. 
But uh, I mean, I guess it's not. I guess this the stat isn't particularly surprising because most of the unchurched or or a a religious people tend to find themselves leaning left. Sure. Uh, so I mean, I I understand that it makes sense to me. Um, I'm kind of optimistic that it's only a third never attend churches yeah (laughs) because the way the way we kind of fight the way we see the uh the two sides fighting with each other it's almost like 100 percent christians on the right side and 100 percent atheists on the left you know we hate all things life and jesus over here and Mm. you know it's very strange i feel like you have a lot you want to say and you're forcing yourself to keep your mouth closed i am I am because I have a lot of lefters that are <laughs> close to me, and so I'm choosing my words wisely. Oh man! Okay, next on this list, number five, on six groups most likely to skip church: non-Southerners. Mm. If your church is in the West, the Northeast, or the Midwest, people in your community are more likely to never attend than those in the South. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it just seems obvious to me. I don't know. I can't explain that phenomenon necessarily. Neither can I. I grew up sense. living this phenomenon <laughs> because, you know, I my parents were divorced. And yeah. so my mom and stepdad, I was raised in North Carolina. And we were very um, involved in the church there all the time. That's where all of our friends and our family, you know, our extended family came from. But... My dad and my stepmom are in Maryland, and they were very not a part of a church. <laughs> and um, I, I would go and spend my summers there and a couple holidays there, and I can remember just having this, like, huge void when I would go to my dad's house. You know, Sundays would come along, and I'm like, okay, I'm the only one awake. I'm the only one dressed and ready to go. Everybody else is sleeping. Like, I don't, hmm. I don't understand this. This is so weird. And it is. It's just a difference in culture. It's a dichotomy there. Yeah. If Sundays are used for families and for, which I don't completely disagree with, you know, they they are used for having big family get-togethers and gatherings, and you know, I'm all for that. Yeah. But church is usually a part of it. Right. It starts the day at church, and then your afternoon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. I can't explain it, but it is for real, a real, real, real thing. So, yeah, my wife gets to enjoy a couple weeks off from Sundays. And she's all, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to just having, like, the first break from church we've had ever. ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well. Um, me, on the other hand, I get to come up here every Sunday and live stream record and then still make the sermon video, which takes me all afternoon, and then put it up. And so it's a, well, it's still going to be a long Sunday for me. But yeah. I get to avoid handshaking time and talking to anybody. And the church doesn't have to be quite as clean. That's true. So yeah. <laughs> on, my, on my cleaning days for the next couple of weeks, I just really get to focus on the front office and the pastor's office and yeah. the bathrooms. And that's about it. Yeah. It's going to be nice. Yeah. Plus, these last couple weeks that we've had stuff, we've had almost nobody come. You know, we have Awanas on Sunday nights. Daedra's Sparky class usually has like 20 kids. She had four. Wow. The last one. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> freaking out. 
Wow. Because that was right after the schools were like, you know what, we're not going to meet again for three yeah. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone was in a panic. Nary a toilet paper roll could be found. <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> All right. Lastly on this group, six groups most likely to skip church, men. The gender gap with church attendance is often discussed and it remains relevant at 33% of men say they never attend religious services compared to 27% of women. And again, that kind of ties in with what I said earlier about like single men. Uh, All the single men. (laughs) I feel like that might be a big part of it. But we do, we have had in our church here several families whose, it's like the mom and the kids come. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's because the dad works uh, on Sundays, and that's fine. But there are some that don't. Yeah. Just don't come. And that's weird. I, I I don't understand. I don't understand how that doesn't cause a significant problem in the relationships. You know what I mean? I, I feel like yeah, I know whole, exactly what you mean. That's a whole different uh, worldview yeah. y'all are living. Mm-hmm. One thing's church yeah. is important, one doesn't. Unequally yoked, yeah. Matt. That, yeah. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, I gotta say though, and I feel you know, I said this with when we talked about the poor and that class of people not wanting to come. I I really feel like it's across the board. It's just a matter of the culture in which each group is living in. They may or may not feel guilt or conviction when they come to a church service. And so in order to not feel those things, they just choose not to come. You know, the young adults in that age range, they're out of their parents' house. They're doing things that maybe they shouldn't be doing. They're living a party lifestyle or, you know, making choices that they weren't necessarily raised to make. I made the point about the lower class and not, you know, able to pay tithes and um, the divorcees and... Yeah. It just I feel like across the board, there's just something that each group tends to think, if I go to church, I'm going to be looked down on or I'm going to be condemned for for this area of my life. And so I'm just not going to go. Let me ask your opinion on something <clears throat> as a woman. Okay. <laughs> um, do you think that maybe maybe one of the reasons that men are more likely to not attend Given all those things you just listed, mm-hmm. like divorce or expectation to pay tithes, do you think that that, that uh, pressure or, or, or shaming might be heavier on men than on women? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I 100%. Because the man is supposed to be the head of the house right. and the man is supposed to be the leader of the family. Um, I don't necessarily... I. Women still carry that pressure. Sure. But... Yeah, I'm not saying it would be non-existent. Yeah. And because I'm not a man, I can't speak from a man's point of view. But I do think as a married woman, I can see the pressure that Chris carries. And I do think that it is significantly more than what what a woman carries. Hmm. I think it's a lot harder, too, for a man to be vulnerable and a man to be honest. Sure. Um, you know, whereas with women... And, of course, not every woman, not across the board, not every man, not across the board, whatever. But as a majority, women can be a little more open and honest with their emotions and their feelings. And if, you know, they're going through a hard time in life, it's a little more easy for them to seek out help or, you know, seek do you, counsel. Do you, think women whereas, are more, do you think women are more likely to be uh, 
willing to meet new people like on a Sunday, like if they're visiting a church for the first time too, like be more open to conversations with people they've never met and things of that nature. I, yeah, I can see, I've got to, like I'm in my head, I'm thinking about the women that I know, the women in my life, and then yeah. the men that I know and the men in my life. You and Chris, heck no. You're running for the yeah, door. Yeah, absolutely not. I don't want to talk to anybody time. that first Sunday. I'm yeah, there. you're I done. I just want to observe. You're done. I'm, I'm auditing this church. Right. <laughs> and so I'm really trying to think of other men that I know in my life because the two of you really right. aren't we're that not, creative. We're not a good, we're not a good uh, demographic or not a good... Uh, the word example of our yeah. demographic <laughs> but at the same time if i consider that if i consider the numbers you know i can think of one man who would be very comfortable going and meeting new people whereas i can think of a lot more men that lean more towards yeah you and chris you know and seem so. with me thinking women i feel like even the women that i know that are kind of introverted most of them would be all right sparking up a conversation or being brought into a conversation with people trying to introduce them around. Yeah. Except for maybe Hillary. <laughs> Hillary just doesn't care. But then she has John, who is her opposite, and John... John would talk to anybody. Exactly. Yeah, about anything for a exactly. very long time. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think... This goes completely off subject, but I think that women tend to get a batter, a batter, a batter, a worse. Woman's place is in the kitchen with her batter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think, That's what you're saying, though. That's no, what I heard. I think that women tend to get looked at worse if they are not as easy to approach. Gotcha. We... It, we get thought of as snobby or yeah. stuck up, whereas men, y'all don't deal with that. I don't know why. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. We're like, like uh, he's he's focused. Yeah, stoic. <laughs> stoic. Like <laughs> I'm doing exactly the same thing that he's doing, but I'm stuck up and he's focused. Gotta Thanks. Say it's good to be a man. <laughs> <laughs> Gracious. Okay. Um, So, we're not, obviously, we don't have any real answers to these problems. We're just reporting the news. Um, But, you know, this is something that once churches get back into the swing, it's so weird to even say. Once churches across the world start meeting again, so weird that we're not. Listen, I am all about it. And not because I'm, because I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm finding myself more and more. I don't know if I'm an extrovert or an introvert. I don't know where I land anymore. Okay. You you fluctuate. I really do. Wildly sometimes. I, it's true. I don't understand it. I have no explanation for it. But I think that we have such a huge opportunity at our hands right now that we've never had before and so i'm super excited for the next few weeks and to see what it looks like yeah this is it's a it's a it can be a cool situation if we use it correctly absolutely but once we start meeting again there are gonna be a lot of people who don't come yeah don't come with us and most of them will fall in these six groups yeah so Try and reach out to those people if you think they'll fall into one of those groups. Yeah. Uh, Which is basically everybody. So <laughs> oh, just <yeah>. reach out. <laughs> just everybody. Just everybody. <laughs> hey, we're meeting again. I don't think any of us are sick. Come right. <laughs> That's what I think will be hard. 
I think once we start meeting again, it'll still be like a very slow build up for people to return. That first Sunday back, it's going to be like 10 people. And listen, <laughs> y'all, let's try and remember the time of the year it is. And just because somebody's sneezing or sniffling or coughing does not mean they've got the corona. Okay? It is allergy season. So let's show a little bit of grace. We had, we had two, two weeks ago, when this just started, we had a lady in our church saying, I 100% have the coronavirus. So I can't come to church. Called in, asked for prayer requests. Finally went to the doctor to get tested. Uh, no, you have a cold. Yeah. <laughs> well, you chill out. <laughs> That's the thing. Oh, gracious. Okay, well, in the midst of all this uh, sick, sick epidemic talk, uh, a couple of weeks ago I put out a poll. Did you get the, do you get the flu shot? Choose the most accurate answer. So okay. I did this on Twitter. We had 168 people respond. Uh, the four answers are yes, it works. No, it makes me sick. No, but not for any reason. And yes, not sure that it works, but I get it. Okay. What do you think was the most chosen choice there? Yes, not sure it works. No. What? The leading answer with 38.7% was no, I don't get it. But not for any reason. Okay, listen, I got to give a <laughs> shout out to our listeners then and to the people who who participated because I only went with yes, not sure it works because I figured most people would lie. Like, <laughs> yeah, of I get the I'm flu responsible. shot. Sure. I'm not going to say it's definitely worked every year. But. Right, right. So good on everybody for being honest because I don't get the flu shot either. Just saying. And that was the one thing that Chris was most happy about when he got out of the military. They can't make me get the flu shot every year now. I get it every year. It doesn't do any Oh, it makes harm me, me 100% two days later, I am on my deathbed every <laughs> single time. But then I don't get sick the rest of the year when I don't get a flu shot. Hmm. Yeah. The only thing it does to me is I have a sore arm for a couple days. Nope. Uh, the next highest answer, the second highest answer was yes, it works at 28%. Uh, third was yes, not sure it works, 20.2%. And at 13.1, it was no, it makes me sick. See? You're in the smallest demographic. And that's because people, <laughs> people be lying up in here. Now, here's where the liars are. People be lying. Uh. Yes, it works. <laughs> yeah, okay. Works for me. <clears throat> All right, everybody. Well, coming up next, we share something that we love. We'll be back in just a few with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. It's all for you. <laughs> Shut up. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug as our show is coming to a close for today. But first, I want to share with you something that I love. And Matt touched on it earlier with our junk, junk, what is it? Junk. Tuesday Junk Foods Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, The Dr. Pepper with cream soda. It's so good, isn't it? It is so good. And I am not a Dr. Pepper fan. I am not a cream soda fan. Okay. <laughs> 
I am a cream soda fan and I like root beer. I like cream soda. I just, I don't know, like vanilla or Coke with vanilla. I've always like loved that. that. Um, but I happen to just be, you know, walking through hell the other day, walking into Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> and before you get to the grocery, like actually into the store, into the grocery aisle, you know how they have like that row of uh, shelves yeah, there on yeah, the yeah. side. And it just happened to catch my eye. Dr. Pepper with cream soda. And I was like, what? <laughs> Am I reading that right? And so I grabbed a case just because I thought, you know, if, we, if we're if we quarantined, this will be something fun to eat or try, drink. Um, brought it home, tried it. And within the first can, I was like, I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm going to have to ration myself. I'm going to have to be very careful with these because I could drink these all day long, every day, and be cool. Really? I love them. So I, I found them on that same trip that I made through through hell. Yeah. <laughs> when everyone was going nuts. Um, and, you know, they have the diet version as well. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. It's rare. It's rare that a company will release a new flavor and come out with a diet right away. Right. Because that means they have confidence in it, which makes me want to try it. Yeah. Um, and so I... Uh, I bought a ca- uh, case because I know Deidre would really. I knew Deidre would like it. She loves all the, the cream or vanilla infused sodas. Mm-hmm. I've never really been a fan of like vanilla Coke or cherry vanilla Coke that just came out. It just I don't like it. But it, I think it's mainly because I don't like Coke. But uh, tried it, tried it, got it, tried it, and I enjoyed it like more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Not enough to where I could sit there and drink it because I like forever. I don't think I could. I think I'm more attuned to like a citrus-based soda. Yeah. Like for those like Mountain Dew, Sprite, stuff like that, I could drink those all day if I was not careful. Yeah. But like the heavier sodas like Dr. Pepper, uh, I'm just, or root beer even, I just can't do a whole lot of it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, most of the time now with Diet Dr. Peppers, I'm buying those really small cans, those mm-hmm. mini cans, and yep. that's usually plenty for me. Um, but I did enjoy it, and I was surprised that I did enjoy it. And so Deidre and I are having them little by little. Uh, but one thing I just wanted to add that I didn't talk about when I went to the store, it was so busy. It was like Christmas Eve, except when you go on Christmas Eve, everybody's on the other side of the store. Mm-hmm. Not on grocery, groceries like a desert. But this was Christmas Eve on the grocery side. There were more checkout lines open. I know. And more people there than on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Every single lane was open and every single lane had a line going up to the racks of clothes. Mm-hmm. I, I was out of my gourd. It took 30 minutes waiting in line. Okay. Well, I will say this is actually every time that I've gone and I've gone more in the last few weeks because it's our biggest retailer, our biggest yeah, store, I mean, you know, in town. It's the most convenient thing right now. Yeah. Um, but every time that I've gone, I've had the shortest wait time in line. Really? Than I've ever had that I can remember. It's been because typically I must have just gotten the wrong line. Maybe, <laughs> and I typically don't complain about the wait in line. Whatever, fine. I'll pull out my right. phone. I talk to the people around me. Not a big deal. But you talk to the people around you. <laughs> I am that person. Weirdo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you meet some fun people in the Walmart <laughs> checkout line. Anyway, but I've been pretty surprised at how how quick. Quickly moved. Okay. Yeah. 
here's a tip. If you're searching for staples, toilet paper or bread or rice and beans, stuff like that, don't go to the big store. No. Go to the small non-chain or smaller chain grocery stores. And they usually have that stuff. I have had really good success at Dollar Generals. Yeah, I've been going to, I think we had a Lowe's grocery here. I went the other day. Yeah. And uh, they didn't have toilet paper, but they had everything else that was out everywhere else. Yeah. Including tons of loaves of bread and, yeah, rice yeah. and stuff like that. Yep. Still nuts. None of this stuff is stopping manufacturing. I know. It's, all it's coming just insane. Back. It's all Can insane. I, some, I just want some ramen noodles one day. Why is everyone buying all the ramen noodles? Well, listen, I just got to tell you, I've been giving my husband such a hard time for probably the past, I don't know, 15 years, because every time he goes to the grocery store, he buys a case of ramen. (laughs) And like him and the boys are really the only ones that eat it. Really, I guess I'm the only one that doesn't eat it in the house. But every single time he buys a case and comes home and I'm like, why? We don't need that much ramen. Well, I went and cleaned out our pantry the other day, and we are stocked on ramen. That's one thing. Like, everybody else is dying. Can't find any ramen anywhere. Well, I got some. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, let's close out our show with the Bible verse of the day. Verses Psalm 67, 7. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Thank you for joining us. There is a Back Row Morning Show every weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific. No. 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 That's wrong. This didn't get changed. There is a Back Row Morning Show every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Uh, we're not doing the early show anymore. Uh, Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bubba Nana bring you church nerds every Friday. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com. Our free podcast for the Morning Side Hug has undergone some changes. We have added all back episodes from our Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday shows on the podcast feed, and we will continue to do so each week, the day after they air. So if you miss a morning show, you can catch up on most of them the next day by following our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you love what we do here at the Morning Side Hug and Back Row Radio as a whole, then please consider partnering with us at backrowradio.com slash partner. There are several tiers with different rewards and incentives, but even just committing to donate a dollar a month will get you in our private Facebook group, The Scoop, and get you our private podcast feed where you'll get our exclusive Throwback Thursday podcast and bonus content. That is it for the show. We'll be back tomorrow. We hope you will too. Once again, I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember that Jesus loves you. Pizza Hut needs to bring back the double pizza. (laughs) And if you see us around, we'd love a side hug. Bye.